0: The Healing the City podcast is a ministry of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. If you enjoy the Healing the City podcast and wish to support it financially, you can go to villagersonline.com, click the We Give tab, and follow the instructions. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the podcast. Check.
1: Seems loud. Check. Uh, no, it's probably okay. I just Check. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a little... Loud? Headphone, headphone was loud. loud. You're a little loud compared to loud. me and Mark at the moment. Headphones. Maybe it'll level out us. we just use our regular speaking voices.
0: Probably. Yeah. Probably. Okay. <coughs> Morning speaking voices. <laughs> sure, yeah. Mine is always much deeper. Mm. For just about everybody, that's true. You should listen to the. uh, There's a
2: Faith Over Breakfast Mm -hmm. that um, was recorded in my dining room. Oh. Like maybe a month after Searsha was born. And you can't tell it's me. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm like so tired. And so I'm like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, welcome to Healing the City. Uh, Podcast with the three of the four pastors of the village church in Tucson, Arizona. And this is just a little short uh, sermon remix. Taking a look at John 5, 1 through 15. Uh, Rehashing John. Rehashing John. Uh, We are, yeah, we'll just uh, go for it. The healing at the pool of Bethsaida or uh, Bethesda or Bethesda. Bethesda or blah. Bethesda. I
2: loved uh, Eric's Eric Lewis's uh, explanation of the different like names for different places. Bethesda, Beth, Bethsaida.
0: Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, Bethsaida great. is in Galilee. Bethesda is the pool. Yes.
2: I also really appreciated the the uh, the superimposed picture of people. On top of the place, saying, that was pretty funny.
0: I think there'd be more mm-hmm. people here. <laughs> yeah, it was great. He, he <laughs> got by the evening service. The joke worked. Uh-huh. Yeah, he got yeah. it. He got it down. That yeah. was great. Worked yeah, great. <laughs> so the big question is: Do you want to be healed? That was, yep. At least the question we decided to land on. It's mm-hmm. a good question. What's a good question? So, thoughts: Do you want to be healed? Yes and no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like Eric said. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you do on uh on a superficial level. Yeah. But uh not if it involves you not being in control. Right. No, uh, I will not be healed if it involves me losing control. Sorry.
0: Right, and there's so many areas of my life that it's that way. It feels like to, in order to approach some kind of healing I have to let go.
2: All right, I like this thing that I do. And if I'm gonna, if I'm going to be healed, then that means I can't do this thing that I get to do. Right. So I'm, I don't want to be healed because I don't want to let go of that thing I get to do. Yeah. And sometimes the thing that you get to do is just make your own decisions.
1: Yeah. You know, like right. It's not. It's not like it's all that great. I mean, the guy's uh, sitting at this area where there's a bunch of sick and disabled and probably smelly and difficult people all the time. He's been there for 38 years. Um, all he. All his life probably consists of is begging for money and food and um, just negotiating his spots with all these other desperate, uh, maybe terrible to each other people Mm -hmm. um, as they're jockeying for a position to get in the pool. Um, Yeah, but he's in charge of that. and So he maybe kind of would like to just stay in charge of that, even though it's a
0: tiny, small, very sad kingdom. Yes. Yeah, I I still I, like the one thing that kind of came out of it during on Sunday that I still just it makes me chuckle is that I did not see Matt like what Matt's comment did not appear to me in the text while I was studying it which is he never had to worry about carrying his palate for thirty eight years he never <laughs> he could not violate that rule <laughs> and then he gets healed and immediately he's violating it yeah and I think that's like huh It's just funny it's just really i i think in telling that story i mean i don't know what i mean john all of his intent but there could have been a little humor and that was a really funny story and I that's possible <laughs> yeah
1: yeah who knows what right you know really orthodox jews like that in the first century would have thought about that maybe it would have been kind of humorous to them right Um, I mean, there is some humor to it, like you pointed out, the awkward NIV translation of fellow. Who is this fellow that, you know, told you to pick up your mat? (laughs) Um, It's... It's funny we make fun of the King James for being all obsolete, but that one seems a little, obsolete of a, too. little a little odd to call it that, you know, to use that word. Well, how would you how would you phrase that? Yeah, so I mean, that's is, I think who I think is that's this a, bro. <laughs> exactly, right. I mean, I think it's very contextual, right? <laughs> Who's this guy basically is yeah. how it would be in my Yeah. you know. Me too. vaguely Californian, West Coast yeah. kind of way of talking.
2: I think if you were going to translate it as broadly as you could, you'd say something like "Who is this man?" Right, or something like right, that. Right, but they may have reasons why they wanted to go with fell. Anyway, it the, yeah,
1: there's there's humor there because right, they're like, and and this came up in the back and forth about what what sin is he still committing or in danger of still yeah. committing. Um, so I was a little bit puzzled about whether Eric himself wanted to stand on the shifting blame idea mm-hmm. so he said it in his powerpoint presentation and as he was going through the powerpoint right um, but when people asked him directly he tended to back off of it right so um but the idea that so he's asked directly why are you carrying your mat and then he's gets fearful because he might be punished for that and he says well i'm just doing what this guy who healed me said to do right, right. like um which actually seems like a pretty good idea. If someone heals you miraculously, maybe you should do what they tell you to do. Right, right yeah. even yeah. if it is the Sabbath. even Right, exactly. It's like, well, you know, maybe this guy has more power and authority religiously, spiritually than... than anybody else. And that is actually the big idea eventually that John is already pushing that idea, basically. That Jesus has authority. That Jesus has the authority over Sabbath. And he can do these miraculous healings basically to prove that he does have the authority over the Sabbath. Right. Um, So when he tells the guy, do this, he can do that. That's permissible. That's not actually out of step with God's previous
0: laws about the Sabbath. Right, Uh, which will kind of get developed this week.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, the rest of this chapter. Well, and this is the first. This is the first time of is it two or three times where the person that Jesus heals is questioned afterwards. Mm, yeah, there, there's a whole chapter of John that Jesus isn't in because it's the Pharisees questioning the parents of the of the blind the man. blind man. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole subgenre of that in the Gospels, not just John, of
1: people who don't quite do what Jesus tells them to do after healings, right, right. or people that in some way, shape or form kind of collaborates, maybe
2: too strong a word, but collaborate with the religious, religious authorities. Well, um, I think in the context of John with the, the idea of testimony here, you have like the, the Pharisees coming and asking for the testimony of the, of the man who's healed. Okay. So who did this? What's right. How did this happen? I it's a very awkward way to ask for testimony though.
1: Right. Cause it's just an accusation really like stop carrying your mat. You know, right. Like what, what makes you think that you can get away with breaking these rules. It's not very much like <laughs> it. I don't get the sense in the way that John puts it, uh, explains it in the story that it's like, they just want information.
0: Do you right. think they knew Jesus healed him and that they were and so they were kind of trying to get a verification from him That's a good question. I don't know. Because it I mean it's interesting to me just from the outside reading that I have done there's some sense that you know they're they're enforcing rules willy-nilly to their advantage. It's yes. not like the or like the the rulers were Universally enforcing the law on people like don't carry your mat on, you know, maybe in public spaces you might get, you know, cop. But nobody's stoning anybody, probably because the Romans aren't gonna let you do it. Well, That's pretty much why. They couldn't. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard to say because it involves all these like hypotheticals, counterfactuals, yeah, right? So we do Like, what would the Pharisees have tried to get away with if the Roman occupation was not there? Right. Right. What? Uh, what would have been? what they wanted to do. It's hard to say. Um, And are they selectively enforcing some of these laws because they just really want to test or get rid of eventually Jesus. So they come down hard on him where plenty of other people, including people who
2: have political power, they don't really challenge because they couldn't get away with it. All right. Well, this is interesting. Go ahead. Just in the context of this conversation, they don't ask him about the man. They just, so they say, he says, the man, um, so they say, the the law forbids you to carry your mat. He says, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. And they don't ask, who is this man who made you well?
0: Who is the right? man who told you to pick it up? Who oh, is the man who told you to pick it up? interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. So they,
2: they're not even asking about the miracle of Ooh. this man being healed. They're right. asking... Who told you to violate the law?
1: Yeah, I I think that would count against them knowing that it was Jesus, I think. I think. But, you know, maybe not. It's a lot of speculation there. It is. I don't know. Yeah.
0: It just seems... And and maybe we're only we're only running into this story because Jesus healed the guy, and so the interrogation happens there. But maybe lots of people are getting interrogated for things, and we just happen to know this story because of the Sabbath police were yeah. out. at.
1: And- that that could be. And we've ha- we've run this theory a few times, like that um, that Nicodemus kind of represents all the different Pharisees or religious. Least serious people who would have come to talk to Jesus, right? That right. he stands in for maybe a group of people, sure. Um, and then maybe some of the other characters in the story also. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a representative story of a bunch of similar stories Experience. or encounters. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. There's that. So I, I the like on a side note, I sometimes when working on a sermon, especially out of John, I will go watch the clip from the Chosen. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. So I watched the uh-huh. clip for the Chosen for this one. It is pretty hilarious because it is the most pristine space in which uh, Jesus walks into. Like, there's that bright be, colors. Yeah, that would not be <laughs> my imagination. <Yeah. laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was just absolutely Stinky gross. and gross well, and yeah. chaotic. And chaotic. I would say chaotic. Yeah, maybe there were 15 people who were invalids in, in the No, in that's the, not the, how I imagine in the it. Chosen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, oh, yeah, They didn't have enough extras they, to fill uh, out. Yeah, but, it yeah. wasn't dirty. Yeah. yeah.
0: It wasn't gross. I, I would have loved to just see it more in dark colors and just really, okay. really kind of nasty. Right. Because Jesus, I mean, yeah, it's busy. The sheep are going in one gate. People are going in the other. People are just laying around the pool all mm-hmm. over the place, I'm assuming. But I
1: would have imagined something in the realm of a couple hundred people would have been packed. That's how I would imagine Right? It. Yeah. Um, maybe even more, depending, right, just... That's kind of, I'm just, I'm thinking it's like, uh, you know, a hospital in a triage situation
2: kind of look to the place. Because but there, there may have been people there trying to care for the different people. Yeah. There I probably mean, were family members at least. Of possibly. Of certain people who brought
1: their people there. Right. I mean, it's just kind of a hodgepodge of all kinds of different sure. desperate um, people who really, and, and the other real little, little wrinkle in John that Eric Lewis talked about was the verse 4, explanation of what's going on yeah Mm -hmm. um i mean it seems like the consensus among biblical scholars is that that was probably added later after john himself wrote because it kind of calls for an explanation like why are people around the
0: pool yeah well Um, I, i think that i this particular text and there are others but in john but this is one that they point to to say this was written before 70 ad before the fall of jerusalem because he the you know it seems like the pool's still here right so he's writing as if the pool's there got it later on then people who are primary greek are getting the gospel of john saying like why are people laying around this pool and so somebody writes in the explanation right so it doesn't necessarily mean that the
1: explanation is inaccurate or incorrect right um and it, I do, I do like that it points in this direction that there's some kind of belief that if you get in the pool in a certain circumstance or at a certain timing or whatever, right. uh, then you'll be healed. Um, and it's not clear exactly like whether people were in fact healed or not. It's like, but right. certainly that was enough of a belief to get very desperate people to
0: congregate around the pool yeah yeah Well, we know where the, it is and i know there's been certain i didn't dive too deep into the the archaeology of it this time but i know that the pool is deep enough to swim in mm-hmm. and that there's a spring underneath that would right. bubble up at random right as at least what they thought so that's probably what was happening but maybe there was some spiritual thing connected to that so sure an angel did touch it every so often and right Yeah. And certainly like, so I don't know whether that's
1: the case, like that's the spiritual and actual reality of the situation or people just believed that to be the case. And that's why they were there. Um, And when the man explains why, well, he responds. So he responds to, do you want to be healed by saying, basically, here's why I haven't been healed yet. Right. Um, Because it's just difficult for me to get in the right circumstance to be healed because the whole reason I'm here is that I'm lame and I can't walk. Uh, and so I have to get in the pool somehow. I have to physically move myself, and someone always gets in before me right. at the right time uh, for me to be healed. So that's why I'm not healed yet. It's kind of how I read that. Yeah, um, yeah, which is an interesting response to do you want to be healed. <laughs> it is an interesting response. Yeah, I'm working on it is kind of <laughs> –
2: Right. I've been trying. Yeah, exactly.
0: For 38 years. <laughs> right. right. I, I did appreciate Peter's ending about uh, him being a little sarcastic, like that maybe mm. this was a, a very sarcastic response to the whole thing.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if I would say sarcasm. Um, there may be some bitterness in the way that he would say it. Yeah. Right? No, I like, mean,
0: you're reading into the narrative.
1: Right. In yeah, for way. sure. I don't know sarcastic because it, there's not any sense that he says something that is the opposite of what right. the literal words mean. Right. I think he means to say to Jesus, like, in a way, why would you ask that question? Like, I've been trying, I've been trying, like I've been doing my best to be healed. Right. Right. Um, but it goes back to the control situation that we, yeah. are, uh, the spiritual situation of control that yeah. you're, yeah, that you ended on. Yeah. No, I would agree. Because he's explaining how within his own control, he has not yet been healed.
0: Well, I I think so. The very interesting thing. uh, You're going to pull out the text or no? We got a phone call. Uh Uh-huh. And I have to answer this. Oh, no. No, All right, pause. This is my roofer. Hello. Anyway, phone call. And we're back. Uh, Well, no. So, yes, the angel of the Lord. But to go all the way to the end, the whole do not sin lest you end up uh, in a a worse worse place basically i I heard so many commentators and i watch a couple sermons to see how people deal with that and nobody everybody gets to the end and they're so uncomfortable so one route is to really pour on the concept of like well jesus dies for our sins and and so like trying to like almost subvert what what he's saying there in a sense of like yeah don't worry about it because jesus like this is for this guy but jesus died for us so we're good um or the other one is to really spend a long time trying to explain ancient people's understanding of sickness and sin which you can make those Mm -hmm. connections easily in the gospel of john because there's a later on there is the question that we referred to earlier was whose sin was this his or his parents for his blindness right um but in the end it's just just a really stark statement that if you just leave it there it's all it's 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 something to chew on it's kind of disturbing in a way like
2: yeah it's also though a theme of john already right because he says if you continue to walk in darkness like the whole point of the verse um In John 3, I got to find it here, but it's, um, it's at the end. That's what it is. The father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the son will not see life for God's wrath remains on him. That the beliefs, believes in the son is like have faith, rejects the son is to not follow, to not obey, to not submit to the son. But, I mean, there's an element of like he's now seen the truth, he's mm-hmm. now seen the sun, so don't sin anymore, or else something worse like if you now reject the sun, yeah, then you're choosing to walk in darkness right like it it's it just echoes everything that we've already talked about previously in John, yeah, there is an element of okay, now you're in the light,
0: now don't walk in darkness anymore, right. Yeah, I mean, I, that's partly why I was like, oh, he's really asking this man to be a disciple. And and he's saying, if you don't follow me, like, I pulled you out of the darkness, you're just going to end right back up in the darkness. Like, yeah. And, I, I, and maybe that may not have anything to do with his physical well-being. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think people get very nervous about the audience and, the, and who's listening to them. And so they're very aware of, like, our modern sense of, of like sin and bodily sickness and having enough faith to be healed and all those kinds of yeah. things
2: is it in is it in john that we have the um if it you cast out a, a demon
0: no and there's the empty house that is i think oh man we're gonna i'm on live we're gonna show how bad we are in our <laughs> uh, we, can, we can figure it out later but it's there a, is there's an it's element in the of
2: synoptics, like there's, yeah. a, there's a there's a cleaning that happens in relationship with jesus like when people encounter in the gospels when people count encounter jesus they're exposed to the light like i do think there's a piece of like he's now seen jesus he's now seen the light he's experienced the healing now don't return back to what you did before um because then you just walk back into the The darkness darkness.
0: Well, i think that's good do we have anything else to say Mm, good job, Eric Lewis. Good, good job, job, Eric, Eric Lewis. Lewis. He worked hard. I agree. He yeah, worked very great. hard for that. So it was. It's been fun. Yep. Well, guys, thank you for listening to us. And uh, if you got any questions about the Gospel of John, email us at healingthecity@gmail.com. At like us on Facebook and Instagram, and give us lots of reviews.